Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to relax, chill, drift off, whatever you need. Use this podcast. But don't operate heavy machinery while listening. I want to thank you for joining us. We hope that you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me once again is Daniela Vlaskalik. Did I get your name right this you time? You did, Marco. You got it perfectly Fantastic. right. Welcome back to our show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on. And the reason I got it right, Daniela, is because we had a conversation and now you're a fellow podcaster. Absolutely. And I produce and direct your podcast. So this is the first episodes where we're kind of doing a cross cross promotion or a dovetail. I'm making a, I'm making a gesture with my hands that no one can see where I'm crossing my fingers. But we're kind of dovetailing and talking about our latest project on the Insomnia Project, which is your podcast. So, Daniela, first tell us the name of your podcast and where people can find it. Well, it is called Every Place is the Same. Mm -hmm. And you can find us on Instagram at Every Place is the Same. You can find us on Facebook also at Every Place is the Same. And on Twitter at uh, EPITS Now. So EPITS would stand for Every Place is the Same Now. So it's the first letter of each of those words. That's correct. Together. Daniela, and I know this is kind of self-indulgent because I know kind of the answer, but how did this... First of all, tell me about this podcast. What are you doing on this podcast? Well, on this podcast, what I try and do is take on the challenge of comparing two places in the world mm -hmm. and revealing to the guest and to our listeners that they are in fact the same. So it's a comedic travel podcast with a challenge twist in it. Absolutely. And so you're asking your guest what like where they're from or like your... Yeah, we generally we would take the guest where they grew up or mm -hmm. where they're from or mm -hmm. a place that they've lived and are for a long time and mm -hmm. are very familiar with and then we would uh cross that with a place that they've traveled to or mm. spent some time and then we take these two places and um, generally they don't think that they're anything alike but I'm there to prove that they are in fact the same. All right well, well we won't go any further with that because if you really want to know more about it check out Every Place is the Same on iTunes. But how did this come to be? Because I often find that the stories behind projects whether they be podcast t podcast televisions or television shows or just about any interesting project the story behind it i often find fascinating 
Well, Marco, mm-hmm. uh, you and I were on a car trip. Mm-hmm. We were heading out to uh, Collingwood. Which is kind of like a resort town in Ontario, would you describe it as? I I'd never been there before. Oh, you hadn't? But you, it was your first time. I mean, my first time, mm-hmm. but you'd been there many times. Yeah, because it, it's kind of like an area of Ontario where you can go skiing. So it's not far from Toronto. And Collingwood has a great sort of ski and outdoorsy kind of feel to it they have caves you can explore in the summertime and they've got and beautiful the spots blue mountains that's is that right correct yeah. is that sort of the famous landmark mm-hmm. of that area yeah well we were traveling there to do some business as mm-hmm. you and i have traveled all over the world that's right we do a lot of corporate um work that's right yeah. all over the world mm-hmm. so we were talking about see i don't remember this i'm trying to think danielle i'm like how did we how did the concept form? So I'm glad you're telling me this because now we have recorded evidence of the birth of this new podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think we were talking about traveling. Okay. And the fact that we both love to do it, mm-hmm. that we've both been to many places in the world, and we love hearing travel stories or people's experiences of the places that they've been or the places that they've lived. Of course, travel podcasts and blogs and TV shows mm-hmm. are the rage. Right. I mean, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Right? They're, and they once again, they dovetail with other subject matters like travel and food or travel and spas you can go to and whatnot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when we were talking about a travel podcast, it was more about... What's not different about the places that we go to, but how are they the same? Right. And that oftentimes things that you would do in your own city Mm -hmm. are things that you would seek out and do in a foreign city or somewhere that's foreign to you. So I think this just made us laugh Mm -hmm. a great deal. Well, because we were also um, saying how sometimes when you go to these corporate hotels, they're so similar, even in their design, that you might be in Dallas, but you're thinking you're in Atlanta because they look, or Chicago, because you're in these giant corporate hotels where they have meeting rooms and whatnot, and there's usually like a FedEx kiosk in there that you can do any of that sort of faxing or mailing or shipping. And so I think we were talking about how a lot of those hotels are exactly the same. They absolutely mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've woken up in Shanghai, mm-hmm. and I've woken up in Auckland, New Zealand, and been wondering, where am I? This right. hotel room is exactly the same as the other. It's like those rock stars who, like, you know, they do so many tour dates that all of a sudden things become a big blur. And one of the things I love about it is that, you know, everyone talks about how wonderfully different every place is and how you should travel because it's different. But this podcast kind of says, yeah, everything's wonderfully different, but everything's wonderfully the same, too. So congratulations on that, Daniela. Thank you. Speaking of traveling, let's talk about traveling. What are your rituals before you travel? When you know you have a trip, you're going to just before you're packing or when you're packing or before you head to the airport, do you have any rituals or any things that you do? I clean my apartment. Okay. I don't know why, but I just feel like it needs to be immaculate okay. before I go. And maybe a lot of people do this. I'm not mm. sure. But the thought of returning from somewhere, no matter how long I've 
I'm going for, mm -hmm. thought of returning to a, a dirty place right. or if somebody has to plate. go or a messy place um, really stresses me out. Sure. So for me, I kind of have to make sure that I'm leaving my space in perfect order. Okay. What about when you pack? Do you have a system of packing? I do. Typically, I lay everything out on my bed okay. that I'm going to need. And then I also categorize weather. Oh, with, with your items? With my items. Oh. And I think the main reason is because if I'm going mainly to warm places, I can pack more in a similar sized suitcase. Okay. Whereas if I'm going somewhere that's cold it's a lot trickier because then you're looking at coats and boots and you you can't get away with with as much stuff do you have a preferred size of luggage ideally i like the the mid-size the mid-size okay and you know in in an ideal world i just world i have the mid-size and i have a small carry-on and okay. that's all but if i'm traveling for a long period of time um I like to have as little carry-on as possible, which is completely antithetical to what everyone is doing right. in the world. <laughs> Why is that? Um, because I hate dragging things okay. around and having a million bags in my hands and having to put things up in the overhead mm -hmm. bin and people aren't very gracious sure. about the overhead bin or under their seats. They've always got way more than they should. And so... Preferably, I'd like to have everything under the plane and mm -hmm. have as little to worry about on the plane or the train as possible. So when you're on the plane or the train and you've taken off, what do you want near you so that you can access? Do you bring certain things with you? I always have earphones. Okay. I always have co my Kobo or okay. a book. And that's a, that's an electronic reader of a book, right? That's Kobo? right. Okay. An e-reader. Mm -hmm. um, I always make sure I have bottled water, which I've bought once I've cleared the customs area and I typically oh I like where this one's going pack a lunch oh you do I do for whatever f flight or travel you're doing I do okay. I like to have um and whatever that might be All right. it's just a, a, a sand you know right. whatever I'm feeling but um most people are under the impression that you can't fly with food okay. which is completely wrong right you can and so um you know, I know you can order now and, and there's all kinds of things you can do and you don't get anything mm -hmm. on the plane. Sometimes internationally you do. But even then, I generally like to pack a lunch. Cool. Now, Daniela, stop me if this is too personal, but now you've arrived at your destination. You've opened the hotel room door. What do you have a process or something you do when you get to the hotel room? I'll tell you what I do. I usually travel with, I go to the dollar store and I'll get a little spray bottle of alcohol. And I'll take that spray bottle and I'll spritz the alcohol on the, what I call converter, but many people know as the remote control. I'll spritz it on the doorknobs. I'll spritz it on the um, light switches. I'll spritz it on the toilet seat and the toilet flusher and the the uh, faucets. I'll, I'll spritz that um, alcohol bottle mm -hmm. on all areas where I know people have touched quite a bit. And then I'll take the face cloth from the bathroom, which I never use, and I'll use that to clean all the areas that I've spritzed. And then I will just, you know, put that cloth 
to be picked up by the maid the next day or whenever they come to clear the room. And sometimes, even if I'm feeling it, I will travel with a Ziploc bag and I'll put the remote control in the Ziploc bag because it was a hack or something that I saw on a program once. So that's the first thing I do. And once I've done that, oh, and I travel with a um, pillowcase that's impermeable. Mm-hmm. And I've taken a marker, like a uh, wash, um, what do you call those markers that you use to write on clothes so it doesn't wash. And I wrote my name on it and I wrote, please do not remove from room. And then I zip my pillow in that bag, in that uh, pillowcase, and I feel much better. Wow. That's my little process. That's yeah. quite the process. Mm-hmm. I know. I do a similar one with the pillow okay. case. If I know I'm going somewhere that I'm staying for a long time, okay, um, I'll and I have room. Mm-hmm. I'll build pack a pillowcase, but I think I might steal that one yeah. and actually do that. I turn off the air conditioning. Okay, I typically find that the rooms are so cold, right, and they are so um, stuffy. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is if there's a window or a, pa- I'll just get fresh air okay. into the room somehow. And I'll turn off the air conditioning. Now, if I'm in a tropical place, they can only do that for so long. Or I'll I'll at least lower it to a reasonable... Degree. Degree. Okay. And let me ask you this. What makes you happy in a hotel? Like, there's certain things that... For example, I like a modern hotel room. And I like to have my room far away from the elevator. Those are two things that make me happy. And I don't ever need turn down service that's not something i enjoy it's not something that i want what makes you happy if you go to a hotel you're like ah i'm happy to be in this hotel i'm happy if there is enough space to get around the bed okay i'm happy if there's somewhere that i can put my suitcase that is not on the floor like one of those luggage i don't even know what you call them you know those things that you kind of open up folds out like a like a weird ironing board or like a I guess it's called a luggage rack. I don't know what else to call it. I think it is. Okay. But sometimes they're small mm-hmm. or they're broken. Right. Or they don't, you know, they're not there. Mm-hmm. But I really like it. The really modern hotels yeah. now will have it built into the wall. Yes. Where you can just open your suitcase. Mm-hmm. The closet space is there. Sure. And there's enough hangers. Oh. I almost always have to call down and request 10 to 15 more hangers. It makes sense because if you're traveling for work in particular, you have a lot of suits and things that you need hanged. And uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Nicest hotel or nicest surprise hotel that you've been to? You can tell me the destination. You're like, I wasn't expecting this, but it was great. It was a trip that I recently went on to Mexico. Ooh, Mexico City? To Tulum. Okay. And it was a resort, Mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful room that didn't look out. It looked out over the garden. It had um, a beautiful jacuzzi hot tub. It had lots of closet space and drawer space, and it had an espresso or a coffee machine in the room, which was beautiful. It wasn't one of those, like, really sort of inexpensive plasticky kind of it was hotel. the real it was the deal. real deal okay so that was absolutely fantastic and it did have turn down service okay. which i've never before had nor wanted okay but it 
it happened one night without our knowledge. Right. And when we came back into the room, they had managed to change the lighting. So oh. there was this beautiful lighting and music playing that they had put on. And it was actually and uh, some sort of smell. A, a scent was sprayed scent or something. scent was sure. sprayed. And it actually was beautiful. Okay. Now, I don't imagine it would be that way somewhere else. Sure. But um, it was there, and it was it was really lovely. Have you been to a destination that surprised you? That maybe you were going there, and you were like, I don't know if this is going to be my scene, or I'm not particularly excited to go there, or I just don't know what to expect. And then it turned out to be a lovely experience. Because for me, like, you know, there's certain places where if I'm going to go there, I'm like, I'm anticipating it's going to be great. San Francisco, for example. Had a trip to San Francisco. Had, you know, you know, you see it in movies. There's this expectation and it delivered. And I was so excited. I love San Francisco. Has there ever been a place where you're like, wow, this was such a great place to visit? Mumbai. Oh, okay. It was very surprising. Mm -hmm. I mean... You hear so many stories about um, traveling in India, amazing, moving stories. Sure. Uh, people go there to change their lives. You hear about, you know, a lot. And then you, you also watch films like Slumdog Millionaire. Of course. Of course, there's all the media. So mm -hmm. I think you really don't know what to expect. And I think I went there and... A beautiful, beautiful hotel. It's so, one of my favorite places too. I have to say, I'm, I I count the days when I can go back to India. Mm -hmm, me as uh, well. Souvenirs. I would guess you're not someone who picks up souvenirs readily. Is that say because people who tend to travel? This is my reasoning. I could be totally wrong. They tend not to be bringing home so much because they've just been everywhere and then they have so much. Are you a souvenir collector? I have one. That okay. I collect, oh. and it's fridge magnets. Okay. And I decided this quite a long time ago mm -hmm. now because I wanted something from the places that I went. And I'm, if you know me or if you come to my home, I don't like clutter. Like right. I, I like a clean, empty environment. Mm -hmm. I just find minimalist. Minimalist, type, and yeah. um, and so I thought I don't really want to collect a bunch of things. But I want there to be a little reminder of all the places I've been. And okay. so for me, it was the fridge magnet. Okay. And so I have these this beautiful, colorful fridge of all of these places. And it's a relatively easy thing to collect. It and doesn't take up room in the luggage. It doesn't. And every time I open my fridge and, you know, catch a glimpse of one of the places I've been. And it's a great conversation starter. I see. People who come over and... You know, you end 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 up in the kitchen mm -hmm. inevitably. Um, they always ask about one of the places I've been, or sure. take a look at the magnets, and so you always the conversation always comes around to at least one of the places on the on the fridge. Where haven't you been that you'd like to go to? Oh, I have the longest list. Okay, give me your top five. Okay, and it doesn't have to be ranked in any order. Just give me five. Okay. Um, I really want to go to Africa. Okay. I know that's a very large place. Right. So if I have to narrow it down, it would probably be Kenya mm -hmm. or um, Nigeria or okay. South Africa. Those okay. are the top three places mm -hmm. I'd like to go in Africa. Sure. I would 
like to go to Iceland. Yes. Um, that's definitely up on my list. Mm-hmm. And I really want to go to Buenos Aires. Oh, I've been there. You have? I have years and years ago. It's f- phenomenal. I found Buenos Aires to be very much like if you were to take Paris, Rome, and New York and squeeze them together mm-hmm. and then just put in the most lovely Spanish feel in that. Wow. And it was it's it's a wonderful wonderful place and you should really I think you would you would appreciate it. I would put money on that. Well mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. those are just a few. I actually I have a bit of a running joke with mm-hmm. my partner. I pretty much bring up a new place every couple of days and he it's says good. add it to the list. Add it to the list. <laughs> is there a place your partner wants to go to that you're like I never thought about that place but um I think he's pretty much on board okay. with all the places that I want to go. I haven't asked him specifically. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Um, but he loves to travel as well. I know, for for example, my wife was going to go on a trip with friends to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I want to go to Ireland. And I'll feel horrible if you go without me. So she had to alter her plans because she knows. There's a couple of destinations where I'm like, we either go together or we never go. Okay. And Ireland is one. Okay. Israel is another one. Yes. Iceland. So anything that starts with an I is, is on your is, list. Is, is, she cannot go without me. I cannot go without her. If it has the letter I in it, that's just the way it is. Although I'm I'm one of those people that I could go anywhere. Right. I really I would I would be happily go anywhere in the world. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's a place that I would not want to go to. Best meal you've had in a destination? Oh, it's always going to come down to Italy. Okay. Um, it's pretty hard to beat. Okay. Um, it would probably be in, uh, I was in Volterra. Okay. Which is a medieval town in Tuscany, which is famous. I'm going to say this wrong, Marco. For no. Cingale. Yeah. Is that right? No, but it's really close. <laughs> Cingale. Yeah. But you're very close. Yeah. Thank you. So it's... It's famous from that region. Yes. And I had that there, and it was incredible. Maybe mm. you can describe what it is. Yeah, so Cignale that... is wild boar, mm-hmm. and Tuscany is, is famous for its wild boar. And it, I would imagine if you go to a medieval town in Tuscany that is already famous for its wild boar, that medieval town is going to have recipes that they've been doing for centuries, and they're going to have the most wonderful dish. Was it a pasta dish or was it a... It was a pasta right. dish and it was a... Like a pappardelle, I would guess. It's, okay. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And Volterra is sort of well known because they filmed one of the Twilight okay. episodes okay. or films there because mm-hmm. it does look so incredibly medieval. Best cocktail you've had? Oh, you know, this is going to be kind of funny, but I think it was probably in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, there's a uh, a great uh, famous steakhouse in Chicago called Gibson's. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorites that I love to go to. And they make a very, very good dry martini. Okay. And Is that the place where Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. And yes. has a beautiful bar that, okay. A beautiful piano bar at the yes. front and all career waiters, mm-hmm. um, white jackets. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful beautiful restaurant and you know you like to go early and sit at the piano bar and 
I mean, the only flaw is that all the cocktails are the size of your head, but... And probably really pricey, too, right? <laughs> but they're, um, they're very good. Best night scene or night, like, uh, nightclub scene? Well, I think mine is probably Hong Kong. Oh, okay. And the reason is because Hong Kong is famous for these hidden bars. Okay. And so the I've been twice now, and both times I've gone on this... Half of the fun is finding sure. the bar. So you end up in a car, to going to some neighborhood, looking for landmarks and side streets and asking people, and you find an unmarked door, and you knock on it, and you give a code, and it opens, oh. and suddenly you're in the most beautiful James Bond uh, bar that um, you've ever seen. It sounds like a speakeasy almost. It is. It definitely has that feel. Well, Daniela, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you. And thank you for coming up with the podcast that we're both working on. Yes. Check it out on iTunes called Every Place is the Same. You were going to say something, sorry. I was just going to say it's just a pleasure working with you. There you go. Check out that podcast. It's a 10-minute podcast. That's right. And what's lovely about that, Daniela, is that if you are like waiting for the bus or in a waiting room and you just need a little distraction, that's what you'll get with that. It's perfect for those moments when you're just need a something 10 minutes to fill your time and it'll kind of get you thinking into other destinations so if you like to travel it's definitely a podcast to check out as always the insomnia project is produced by drumcast productions and this episode was recorded in the city we like to call toronto in canada 